All right. Well, welcome to the Corey Lee Leadership and Fitness Podcast. Where uh, today our, I've got a special guest with me, somebody that I really look up to and that I really admire. But uh, in this podcast, our whole goal and the purpose is to help encourage you, motivate you to get moving and to stay moving. And and what that means to me is I want you to take action but find something that you like and be disciplined and consistent with that action. So get moving and to stay moving. So once again, I've got somebody that I, I really look up to. I've, I've known him from afar and kind of gotten to know him a little bit more um, here recently. But uh, I, why I respect you so much, Tracy, and I'll introduce you here in a second. But um, I, I see you from afar in two leadership aspects that I really respect. You've got your, your family. You've got three young adults now. They're no longer kids, but um, to raise them, and, and they are so well-respected and well-mannered in the community. People in the community respect them, and they are making a positive impact on the people that they come in contact with. And I think that just speaks to you and your wife and how you have led your household, and I, I respect you so much from that. But um, you also serve as a pastor at a local church, and being in a small community where we are, everybody seems to know everybody in their business. And I've, everything that I hear is just so awesome about what you guys are doing and how you are leading there and, and your team. You guys as a team are leading there. So just watching you from afar, I've, I've gained a lot of respect for you. So today I'm, I'm very pleased to have uh, with me Mr. Tracy McMillan. So, Mr. Tracy, thank you for being here, man. Thank you, Honor. Uh, to even be asked to be a part of this. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, well, thank you for taking your time, man. And uh, so you are a CrossFitter. You do some CrossFit. And uh, I know you've been around um, exercise and fitness for a while. You've actually helped coach some of the um, football team here. So um, what, what, I guess for you, people come to, to health and fitness for different end goals or, or reasons why. I guess, what are you hoping to accomplish out of living a healthy and active lifestyle? I think, honestly, for me, it's, uh, it's kind of changed over the years. I know when I got started, when I was 17 or 18, uh, I was real skinny. And, uh, and just to be perfectly honest, it got picked on a lot and this or that. And, and so just had that mindset of, you know, I just want to get bigger and, you know, stronger yeah. and, and this or that. Uh, did not take long for that to change uh, <laughs> for my mindset of, enjoying it and uh getting into it but uh i'm at a point now 49 now turn 50 in uh, march right and so uh i want to be honestly by the time i turn 50 in some of the best shape i've ever been in so that um i can enjoy life Uh, i've noticed as i've gotten older uh it's harder to bend down and pick something up off the ground and it's easy to get in the mindset of uh I'm just not going to work out today. I'm just going to lay back and take it easy. And, and I've seen a lot of people when they get to that point, uh, their health go away. And uh, so you talked about my three kids. Uh, one of them's married. The other one's engaged to be married. And the other one will be soon, I'm sure. And I, I do. I want to be able to enjoy my grandkids. I want to be able to play with them the same way that uh, I did my own kids when they were younger. Uh, and so uh, that's just kind of where I'm at and yeah. what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I, I think that's great. It's Health and fitness is all about being functional, especially what we do at CrossFit. It, it's about translating that into our everyday life, and I, I think that's that's great. And, you know, 
everybody has their own preferred method of exercise. What I tell people is when people ask me, what should I do? Um, I said, well, one, have you tried running? Well, I hate running. Well, have you, have you tried CrossFit? Well, I'm scared of CrossFit. Well, my advice to them is, is to find something that you enjoy to do and to stick with that. If you like badminton, go outside and hit that birdie round for 30 minutes right. a day, right? So finding something that you enjoy to do will help you stick with it. So what, what is your preferred method of exercise? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I said earlier that I've worked out probably since I was 17, 18 years old and, and have done – just about everything there was to do, you know, this for a while would be the thing to do. And this was and really stuck with just doing manual weights and, and love that for years until CrossFit came out. I actually had one of my teams uh, join the Coast Guard and, uh, and he lived in Maine and he came back years ago and, and I heard him say something about CrossFit. And, uh, so I worked out with him and it about killed me, you know, cause I, I wasn't used to it. And I just went all out with him. Uh, but as I've come back here years later, here doing it with you guys, uh, by far, I love this more than anything I've ever done. I, I think, and I, I want to say thank you for, and I was talking to one of the coaches yesterday about just the family atmosphere that's yeah. here, the encouraging, doesn't matter what stage of life you are or uh, athletic ability or what kind of shape you're in, uh, you have people of all ages and uh, one workout, doing uh, different aspects and ways, and uh, everybody's encouraging each other and going. And so it's all about. I love uh, the motto. You you hear it every time we work out. Keep moving, keep yes. moving. And so that's just kind of become my way of life. And, yes. and I've just been here just a month, but I've really just bought into that. So by far for me, it's CrossFit. Oh, that's awesome. You know, exactly what you said is what drew me to to CrossFit myself. You know. I'm a internally competitive, but I love fitness and I want everybody to, to find something about exercise and fitness that they can enjoy. And I, that's, that's why, what we wanted to bring here was fitness so anybody can do it at any level. And that, that's what drew me to CrossFit in the beginning. So, um, so kind of shifting gears a little bit, we're going to talk about your leadership uh, and, and how, how you've kind of evolved that because leadership is influence. Right. And, and if you're if you're walking and there's no one behind you following your lead, then you're not really leading. Right. right? So right. And, and the highest level of leadership is when someone has made the decision to willfully follow you out of sheer respect for you. So you've been in ministry for a while now. Um, how have you seen. I guess. And how have you had to evolve your leadership so you can continue to make a positive influence? And, and a positive impact on people's lives to where they, they want to follow your lead or, or what you guys are trying to do at your mm -hmm. church. Okay. That's How do you a, evolve that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, I even wrote a few notes down kind of thinking about some of these things, but uh, over the years it's changed yeah. and it's changed a lot since I've been in ministry for about 20 years now. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and this one term I'll use the, this millennial, generation uh everything has changed with them and so your leadership abilities and techniques have to change yeah. and and a lot of people will go well, this is how we used to do so we're just going to keep doing it this way and uh, that's the beginning of, of death and leadership or anything that you do you have to change with how things are going or you get left behind yeah and so for me as i begin to see uh this generation and, and the shift that came with it 
through leadership. Uh, and I begin to look at a lot of people in your generation, my generation down are, are self-motivated. And for whatever reason as a whole, and I don't want to pull out everyone in the millennial generation because it's not everyone, but as a whole, they're not as self-motivated. And so what I've noticed that it takes is a lot of one-on-one. It takes that time that you, you spend with them, that you're with them day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out. And uh, you begin to uh, share life with them. Yeah. And uh, as you begin to share life and do that with them, that's something that kind of brings them around a little bit more uh, and uh, just being able to pour into them that way. Yeah. So spending more of that one-on-one mentorship time, I, right. I guess, is what, what they're really seeking. And, and like you said, if you're, you're not evolving and sticking with that, this is the way we've done it. We've done it for the same way. You're, you're not really going to reach those people. And, right. and in your field, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's eternal consequences right. to exactly. that. Exactly. Don't evolve, right? So, right. Yeah. One one word um, that we use a lot at, at our church and in our youth ministries and and me with families and couples is uh, the word intentional. Yeah. Uh, that we have to be intentional with our our daily, you know, with our walk with Christ, but also uh, with our walk with other people. Yeah. And and it's I love uh, different books and reading and Andy Stanley. Uh, I know you yeah. know Andy. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of books out on leadership and he's got one that talks about define the win. And, and the, basically the question is why do we do what we do? Yeah. And you know, especially in churches, but it's that way in gyms and everywhere else we go in, in the workforce and uh, all over the places. A lot of people just tend to do something because that's what they've always done. Yeah. And at some point you have to reach back and go, okay, well, why are we doing what we're doing? What's the end result of what we're wanting to do? And then once you find that end result, you have to back up and go, is, is this effectively getting us to that? And if it's not, then it's time to change and do something else. Man, that's, that's really good right there. Um, Andy Stanley, he's got probably one of my favorite quotes. Now, I'm a, I'll, I'll write a quote down in a minute. Now, I've got a whole phone full of quotes, but he's got a quote that is my favorite, and I'm going to try to paraphrase it here. But he talks about, you know, um, leaders from – your generation, this current generation, are going to be leaders in every single field, mm-hmm. healthcare field, right. the, the um, political field, the religious field, every single field, and they're out there, but nobody knows, currently knows who they are. Right. Why don't you throw your hat into the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I, whenever I'm working with, I guess, younger people, <laughs> I feel bad for saying <laughs> that, right? But, but how do you know that you can't be the best pastor in the world? How do you know that you're not the best nurse or um, contractor or business person in the world, you don't know until you, you've tried to pursue that and, and really hone in your skills. So right. uh, I really like Andy Stanley stuff. So um, you talked a little bit about mentorship, right? And to me, mentorship is the next level of leadership where right. you're taking time and you are intentionally pouring into somebody else and spending time with them and helping them grow and to develop. Right. As, as Christians, we're called to go and make this out right we know that um but how do you know at what point to continue to pour into somebody and mentor and disciple and when it's you know that they're really not buying in and it's time to right. to spend your time elsewhere um how do, how do you make that decision right. that's the hundred dollar question yeah, uh, yeah but it's a great question and uh i'm not going to apologize for relating everything back to scripture but when it comes to leadership there was never a greater leader than Jesus himself. And so I think we have to go back and look at his life 
and see what he did and try to imitate that in our, you know, Ephesians 5, we want to be imitators of God. And so you see that through the Gospels of, of how he was an effective leader. And I think a lot of times people have a misconception of his life and how he poured in and who he poured into. But yeah. as you look at it, you know, we know John 10, 10 said, I've come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. So he's here for all. We understand that. And you see that through uh, the parables, through, uh, you know, many times you see he was uh, speaking to great crowds. And so all of these people would follow him. Yeah. Uh, and he always was willing to pour into them. Uh, but inside of that, you begin to see uh, scripture talks about all these disciples. Now, we understand that to be the 12 disciples, but there were way more than that. Uh, and so you had these great crowds that would be around it, but then inside of that, you begin to have this smaller group that began to uh, really be around him and to follow him and to listen to him. Uh, and then you had the 12 disciples. Of course, we understand he called them, and we know that he knew who they were and what they were going to be, but he really poured into those 12. Yeah. And those 12 followed him uh, literally to the ends of the earth. But in that, I'm reminded of Matthew 13. Uh, Jesus has this great opportunity to speak to this large crowd. And uh, he goes out and he tells a parable about the sower and the seed. I know you know that one. Yeah. Well, all he does is tell the parable and then he leaves. And the disciples go to him and they're like, Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, it's not the new King James Version. Uh, and he, and they, they're like, why, why did you just tell a parable that they didn't understand and leave? You, you know, basically you had an opportunity to win hundreds to you, but you told them a parable that they're never going to un never understand and leave. And he, and he tells them, he says, you know, they have ears, they don't hear, they have eyes, they don't see. And, and basically it's what he was saying. He said, you know, I could go out there and talk to them all day long, but they're not willing. You don't see that willingness in their life to follow me. He said, you know what? The ones, uh, and I love this about leadership, the ones that want to know will come and find out. He said, guess what? You're here, and you, you have a desire to hear, so I want to tell you what this parable means. So he looked around and saw those that were pursuing him and pursuing the end goal of what he was. But even inside the disciples, you still had three. You had Peter, James, and John that he poured into even more. And so as we begin to look at that and how he did it, to me, it's, hey, we're willing to pour into anyone. Uh, but as we begin to live our life and to move forward in that and pour into all of these different people, uh, inevitably uh, those that have leadership skills and ability will begin to come out of that. The cream rises to the top. You'll begin to see that. And then I think as we see those that are willing to pursue, that's who we begin to really pour into. And they'll have a desire for it. Be like the disciples. They were there wanting to know what that meant yeah. when the other ones just went away. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's something that's important. And that's, you know, what? That, that's really good to, to speak of it from that standpoint because a lot of times we want it so much, we want it so badly for this person, right? right. And, and know that they've got potential to do great things, but at some point, They've yeah. got to take the step, too. And, you know, even we was talking mm -hmm. about discipleship earlier. Uh, I've had a lot of people that I've tried to pour into and, and would look at them and go, God, man, if this guy would just get it, uh, it would be awesome. Uh, but I, I'm reminded of, of Paul talking to Timothy, and he tells Timothy, pour into other faithful men, people that are showing themselves faithful because why? Because they'll be able to teach others. And yeah. so 
we lead others that are already showing some potential. Why? Because in turn, they will lead others also. So, so if we're trying to, if we relate that to, to our leadership ability within our, I guess our, our team at work or whatever, it's, it's really those that are hungry for, right. for growth and, and you may be telling them something or, or helping them with something, then they act. Right. on that and, and moving forward from there. Man, I thought that was, that was good. We need to need to rewind that and you can play that multiple times because that was good. We, yeah, that was good. You, you need to be on the stage teaching that. <laughs> uh, that was good. So, all right, Brother Tracy, got some rapid fire questions okay. for you here. I, I thought that was, man, that was some good information. So these are rapid fire. So just kind of what comes off, to, off the top of your head. Okay, okay, you ready? Ready. All right, so what is your favorite exercise? Uh, boy, that's, that's a tough question because there's so many with CrossFit. Honestly, the thing that I'm getting into more than anything, and I think because I'm a very competitive person, is double unders. Double unders. Because they're killing me, and I'm having, a trouble, get, having trouble getting them, but I, I'm just I, I'm loving when I do get in that rhythm of doing yeah. them and uh, being able to. So I love double unders. Double unders. So for anybody that doesn't know what a double under is, that's a, it's a jump rope. Instead of the rope passing under your legs once, it passes under your legs twice before you land. And typically, when you're learning to do them, you end up with some welts and, and red marks all I over have the place. All over me yeah. Now. So, um, and they are very much a challenge to learn. But once you learn them, it's it's kind of cool. Right. Cool it party is. trick almost. So. Yeah. <laughs> what about what's the most physically challenging thing you've ever done? Uh, honestly, uh, being 49 years old trying to get back in shape of when I was 30 years old. Yeah. But I have this mindset that I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there. Uh, and uh, that's just something I've noticed is I always heard people older than me saying, well, just wait till you get older. Yeah. And, and it does. But here's the cool thing is that you don't have to stay there. There you go. Uh, keep yeah. moving. That's keep right. moving. That's, that's good. That's, that's really good. So, all right. You said that you're a um, you're a reader. You like you quoted mm -hmm. some Andy Stanley. What's your favorite book? Um, and then your favorite book of the Bible too. Okay. Uh, now I'm kind of a Bible nerd, uh, and so uh, been in seminary through. And, That's good and for a lot of work. It, it, is. it is. So I love studying Greek, uh, exegeting, and getting into that. So commentary. So some of the things I, I like to read and get into, most people are not going to. Uh, but uh, man, I, I, I'm a family pastor. And so one of my hearts uh, is working with couples, counseling and different things. And so uh, the meaning of marriage, uh, Timothy Keller, uh, Sacred Marriage, Gary Thomas, uh, just two great books dealing with marriage. And it's helped me in my marriage. Uh, man, anything Francis Chan, Louis Giglio, uh, I just about read everything they've written. Uh, so I just enjoy that. And one of my favorite books of the Bible is uh, Philippians. Uh, I love anything with Paul. Uh, but uh, just uh, knowing the story behind Philippians and everything that he does through, I love studying it. That's good. Yeah. Well, what about what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. There you go. Uh, I've heard that. My dad used to tell me that, and, and I've tried to instill that in my own kids. And so it's, uh, you know, don't halfway do something. If we're going to do it, let's, let's go all out and do it right. That's good. That's, uh, that's good advice for anybody. Well, one of my, my first pastor I ever had, uh, he, he said something along that line of uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. Yeah. You know, you can do the right thing in the wrong way and have a bad result. 
uh, or you can do the right thing in the right way and have a tremendous result. And so uh, I think those two kind of blending together for me is kind of where I'm at, what I want to see. Yeah, man, that's, that's good too. So, <clears throat> all right, if I were to grab your phone right now mm-hmm. and uh, I'd go scroll over to your iTunes, <laughs> what, what would I find? What, or what kind of music would you listen to to get pumped up to work okay. out if you're in here by yourself? Right, and, I'm, and you I'm had control of the radio. I'm going to give the Bible answer and say I would listen to Christian music. But if you went over to my, you're going to find 80s music. There That's what go. I listen to. Okay. A, uh, if you go back in my age, I was a teenager in the 80s. And so that was hair bands and heavy metal. So that's what I listened to. Anybody specific? Uh, man, I hate to say this. Uh, ACDC. <laughs> you know, it's the funniest thing. Uh, I've got other, a couple other pastor friends. That's who they like. It's an ACDC, <laughs> so it just Hard wants me to get to right? it, it is. There you go. That's good. Well, what are you learning and what are you reading right now? Uh, honestly, been preaching through uh, Peter and First yeah. Peter. And, uh, man, I really just learned a lot as I've studied for sermons. But I think the theme of Peter has helped me more than anything. And, and basically the theme of first Peter is that obedience flows out of salvation. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's, uh, I, I, you know, we grew up with that. I did with hellfire and brimstone and all it was about was getting saved and going to heaven. But then there's this big gap in between and what are we supposed to do? And that's discipleship, go live for God. And, uh, and, through salvation, we learn how to love God and all that he's done. And from that, obedience flows not out of obligation, but out of love. And, and so it's been neat to read and study that and, and really to be able to preach that over the past few weeks. That's, that's really good, too. So now, can anybody that's listening, they may not, some of them may not know who you are or where you're at. If, if someone wanted to reach out to you and, and you you help couples and all, mm-hmm. but uh, tell them a little bit about where you pastor at and okay. if they needed to reach out to you, and if you didn't mind to share that, yeah. how could I, they reach I, out? Okay. Uh, I'm a family and missions pastor at Bethel Baptist Church, which is in Dorsey, uh, Fulton uh, area. And uh, I'm, I love my church, the fact that they allow me to do whatever I need to do. And so I don't just counsel our members. I counsel visitors. I counsel people that don't have anything to do with our church. And uh, so I'm willing to do that. Uh, you can uh, call our church, Bethel Baptist Church in Fulton, Mississippi, and they can get up with me. Uh, anybody here at the gym? <laughs> I know just about everybody here. And, and so, or uh, you can call me if it's okay to give my uh, cell phone number. I don't mind that. Uh, 662-401-7956. Uh, if I don't have your number, I probably won't answer. But if you leave a <laughs> message, you can text me or whatever, and I'll get back with you. I'll be glad to. Yeah, man. Well, Tracy, man, I sure yeah. appreciate Thank your you. time, taking the time. And I learned something. I thought that was that was great. Again, they may want to rewind that and listen to that a couple of times because you shared some great stuff there. So, But um, anybody listening out, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time out of your day to listen. Again, this is Corey Lee with the Leadership and Fitness Podcast, and I hope you guys have a great day, and God bless.